Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Sharon Stevens. We turn our attention to Better Together. That's the proposal that would consolidate St. Louis and St. Louis County governments if approved by a statewide vote in November of next year. The region is buzzing with questions about what that merged government could look like. And St. Louis Public Radio's Sarah Fenton recently traveled to another Midwestern city in search of some answers, and she joins me now in studio. Sarah, welcome to the program. Thanks for having me, Sharon. Hello. What was uh, your thinking in terms of uh, your recent trip to Indianapolis? What were you hoping to find out? Well, I think that when you look at city government consolidations, there are only a handful of cities that have attempted this kind of city-county merger of this size. Um, So when it comes to peer cities, you can look at Louisville, Jacksonville, uh, Florida, Nashville, and Indianapolis. And um, so the sample size is pretty small that you can look at. And um, I just happen to have lived in Indiana for the last five years. And my editor uh, just happens to be an Indianapolis native. And so it made sense to go there from just a strictly, you know, sort of a practical point of view. Also, the Better Together, uh, the team behind Better Together has pointed a lot to Indianapolis, um, its growth and its reputation as a model for what St. Louis can do under a consolidated government. And so, again, it made sense for us to visit there and look at the ramifications of this consolidation that happened 50 years ago. And you talked with some people who think that the consolidation has been a good idea and others who Uh, think differently. How do their views compare? Right, right. And so when you look at UNIGOV, which is what they referred to uh, their consolidation as was unified government, UNIGOV, um, I think most people think of downtown, um, which was largely a result of this consolidated Republican leadership. When you had this consolidation, it wasn't a true consolidation, but what it put together was the city county council. And so you had an overwhelmingly white Republican donut around a democratic city. And when that happened, you had this sort of Republican wave come into city government and take over. And that allowed a lot of leadership to stay in power for a really long time. And that leadership made this beautiful downtown possible. I mean, I lived in Indianapolis and I can vouch that the downtown is thriving and it's gorgeous. And I, when I went there for a visit, there were people running around. There was a big firefighter convention there. And so it makes sense to look at downtown as that. But the flip side of that coin is that a lot of people say the neighborhoods were neglected because you had this Republican leadership focusing so much of this development downtown on the convention center, on rebuilding the canal, that sort of thing. And so they were saying we had a diminished voice. Um, our, you know, Democrats didn't get nearly as much of a say as they used to. And also you saw a lot of voters just stop voting because they figured, why bother? There's no way that a Democrat is going to win. And so that's kind of the flip side is that you see this beautiful town with this great reputation. But a lot of people are also saying the neighborhoods have been neglected. And there are concerns uh, in St. Louis, too, about uh the possibility of diluting black political power. What did you learn about um, things and how they shifted politically in Indianapolis? Right. So, like I said, the when you had UNIGOV happen, you had this Republican donut around the city, and it ov- overwhelmingly shifted the political power to a white Republican base. However, in St. Louis, the county surrounding St. Louis 
city doesn't exactly look the same as Indianapolis's Marion County did back in 1970. And so you're seeing not necessarily this huge Republican monolith. And so uh, obviously it's more Republican. It has a different makeup. And so you would see a shift happen under this consolidated government in St. Louis under the Better Together plan. Um, It might not be that kind of huge wave that we saw in Indianapolis. Well, one of the things that the Better Together um, group says is that consolidation could save uh, money. Was Did that prove to be the case in Indianapolis? Is that true? So sort of yes and no. On one hand, when you consolidate a government, you increase the tax base. And that means that you can borrow a lot more federal funds to do these big development projects. Like you saw in Indianapolis, they built... Um, the stadium downtown, not Lucas Oil, that came later, but uh, sort of the precursor to Lucas Oil Stadium where the Colts play. Um, so in that regard, you do see uh, you do see money coming in, but it's not necessarily from streamlining city services. A lot of the academics I talked to said that consolidating government in Indianapolis, they didn't actually consolidate a lot of the services, and that left a lot of these tax districts still in place which meant that you didn't get a lot of savings. And the interesting thing is I can tell you by being a reporter in Indiana and living in Indiana, they don't spend a lot of money on services to begin with. And so when you look at the low per capita cost of city services there, it doesn't necessarily come from a consolidated government. It comes from just being, a. depending on who you talk to, it could be cheap, it could be frugal but it doesn't necessarily come from streamlining these city services. Well, for all the years that you did live there, um, what, what did you think were the biggest strengths and challenges in Indianapolis? Right, so anyone who knows me knows that I'm just a big fan of mid-sized Midwestern cities. I think they're so underrated. Um, I think that there were a lot of opportunities for people who wanted to work there. If they were interested in working downtown, if you had a college education, it was um, the, I didn't know a lot of people who had trouble getting work. It's incredibly affordable. My rent in a beautiful house in a beautiful neighborhood was under $1,000. Um, and when you look at the problems, you see a lot of the similar problems that are happening in Rust Belt cities across the United States. You're seeing gentrification. You're seeing white flight out to the suburbs. Um, and you're seeing segregation and um these sort of perpetuated social problems that aren't necessarily being addressed. And so the same problems that happen in St. Louis are also happening in Indianapolis and I'm sure in Louisville and Detroit and in cities across the country. Okay, not just fly over. No, no, absolutely not. Okay, Sarah Phantom, thank you so much for joining me today and sharing some of your takeaways from your recent reporting in Indianapolis. This is St. Louis on the Air, St. Louis Public Radio, 90.7 KWMU.